welcome 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 everybody joining us for the first time for our regulars thank you for lending an ear we know and trust that you most likely going to be enjoying this so <clears throat> as i was taking through you guys taking you guys through a process we're going to be talking about um health uh we're going to be tapping into different types and aspects of health uh mental health emotional health physical health psychological health but today we're looking into physical health i will be joined with a good friend of mine uh, a lady who had gone through a lot um in the past couple of years and uh her journey has really inspired a lot of people and uh, i figured it's it's the time that she you know she joins us on the table and shares something awesome and great awesome so her name is Lerato Reed awesome beautiful young lady um she had uh, pulmonary TB. She's a survivor, definitely, on that. But I'll let her share her story with you. Hi, Lerato, how are you? Hi, Christina, and hi to everybody listening. Awesome, awesome. It's great to have you on the table. So um, I'm going to ha- ask you a couple of questions, and we'll just flow with it. We'll have a nice conversation. We'll definitely have fun. So in that relation of being fun, I need to add a little spice in the background, right? If this is fun, we need to add some spices. So I hope my fun is heard. I assume it will be. If not, it'll catch up. All right, cool. So, um, what is pulmonary TB? So TB is a bacteria, right? And pulmonary TB is just when the bacteria directly attacks your lungs. Okay. I think I understand that. I did a little bit of research myself just to understanding what exactly it is because I don't know if there's a complete difference, but when I took the word, a scientific word or medical word um, itself, and this is just basically what I found out. It includes a chest pain, breathlessness, and severe coughing. Did you experience those symptoms as well? Yes, I did. And that why, that's why it was so easy for me to think that it was flu. Because when you have flu, you feel breathless or out of breath. You feel, you get headaches, you feel dizzy. But yeah, those are some of the symptoms that I experienced as well. Okay, that's understandable. And and when exactly did you get diagnosed? I officially got the diagnosis on the 14th of May, 2019. So from there on, um, how did you... Uh, go through that process as in like leading to being diagnosed how did that process how was it like for you mm-hmm. so like i said I, I i actually thought i had flu i was dizzy i was i had shortness of breath um little tasks would just felt like they were huge tasks that took so much of my energy so i went to the doctor just thinking that he was going to diagnose me with give me flu medication or something easy something i've had before and he looked at me we had a not even a two-minute consultation and he said to me you need to go to the hospital right now and get x-rays done now i worked in cape town at the time so i i I was all alone there was no family around me so i went to the hospital got my x-rays done still no thought of tb or anything serious going on with me i just thought he just wanted to be very thorough um, I went and I got my x-rays and the radiologist, funny story, she actually, she did the x-rays and then she said to me, 
I would suggest that you go back to your doctor right now. So about an hour later, the doctor got the um, x-rays delivered. He gave me a call and he said to me, you need to come in. Um, I went back to him from work. And that's when he said, listen, your entire right lung is covered in fluid. Um, and he showed me what it looked like on the x-rays. And, um, and he said, you need to go to the hospital. You're going to get admitted and they're going to have to drain the fluid out. Now, all of this did not make any sense to me. So my mom is in the medical field. I immediately gave her a call, explained to her what was happening. And she said to me, you need to fly home, which is Bloemfontein. You need to fly home now. We booked the next flight that I could. I packed everything, went to the airport, uh, got onto the flight. The minute I landed in Bloom, I was driven to hospital. Um, fast forward, I was in hospital for about three weeks in total. And at the end of the three weeks, I went back to the doctor. And that's when he said that you have TB. That was, that was fast tracked. Like there was a sense of urgency, like 100 making sure that 100%. you yeah you're making sure that you get the the immediate help that you can get immediately so that you could you know completely channel and make sure that you get the best uh possible treatment um right. for you at that moment and mm. <clears throat> it's a question that i actually thought about and I'll, I'll come to the others but how was your family like um i know i know with family it could be different and i think your mom being in, in the medical field, as you say, um, for her, it probably would be, I don't know, but I'm, I'm just wondering, it's, it's something that I need to act on as in my profession, I act on immediately, but having to see her daughter go through this, um, knowing what she knows, you know, as, as, uh, as a person in the medical field, how, how did you receive that towards you? How did you receive them that, how was that for you? Like, so in my family, my I've got an older sister and my older sister is always sick. Mm. I mean, severely sick. So she's always in hospital. So, you know, rushing her kids to the hospital is nothing new. But I think what shocked her was the fact that this time it was me and not my sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, me being someone who's never sick. I think the last time I was in hospital was when I was born, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so I'm, I, I'm honestly not someone who ever gets sick. So I think that definitely shocked her. And she was 100% acting from a mom's point of view and not as someone who's in the medical field. So yes, she had the knowledge and she knew what was coming, what was ahead for me in the journey. But I was incredibly blessed with the people that God had put in my life, the specialists that made the time to come and see me, made the time to come and explain what is happening, what is going on. Although I wasn't 100% understanding everything that they were saying, but just knowing that I was in capable hands made made the journey so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now you receive the report that you have pulmonary TB. Just by the, I just like the, the fact that I'm pronouncing this nicely. It, <laughs> makes, it makes my heart sing. Um... <laughs> How, how, from that day, having to receive that information, how did you handle your life going forward? How was it like now that you're like, ooh, I have this disease illness? I don't like having to call it a disease, but I think just for general terms, um, how was it like for you having that, that you are faced with this right now? How was that for your life? Mm. I mean, it was obviously a shock because we've never had anybody in my family ever have TB. So this was something very new, something I had to read up about. I knew that. Um, 
And for me, TB was a two-part journey. It was the physical journey of having to go through all the side effects that we'll probably talk about um, in the podcast, but it was also a mental journey. Mm. And I think it was more a mental journey than a physical journey. Um, so it was two parts that I had to deal with and, and, and go through. Uh, initially, it, I, I went to a very, it was confusion. Then after acceptance, it was then just a, a, a dark a dark space because you are from someone who's constantly active. I had so many plans for 2019. Mm-hmm. Um wanted to do uh, things that were in the pipeline Mm -hmm. for me at the time I just it was the worst time for that to happen to me um, according to me obviously and um, so I had to deal with getting over the fact that I can't do all of that physically I I can't do anything I have to stay in bloom for six weeks and also just mentally dealing with acceptance and, and and the disappointment of saying okay well these few things I either have to cancel or decline or postpone, um, yeah. Yeah. And and um, with a few things having to be on hold, um, having to postpone them and having to um, to look into the future. I'm going to I'm going to rush back to how how was that relatively was that any your your health relatively uh, affected through work? Because um, you were working, I'd, I'd like to assume, you at that time, right? Because you said you were in Cape Town. So um, how was that like having to be six, way, six weeks at home, uh, hospitalized? And was work ever an af- affected in any type of way for you? So obviously at the time, work from home, as we currently know, it was not <laughs> something that was happening in 2019. Uh, it feels like a different world that we're living in just two years ago. Mm. But uh, so I, it was actually more than six weeks because six weeks was after I started taking the medication and I was already gone for a month before that. Yeah. Um, but the team that I'm in, my boss, everybody was incredibly supportive. I, they knew, I, I kept them in the loop of everything that was happening, but I never felt like I was letting them down. I was very much supported at, at work. Okay. And how long was your treatment? Six months. I had the full six-month TB treatment. Okay. It's, you, you had, uh, any, did you experience any side effects within the six weeks? I mean, the six months and... and... Yeah. What kind of side effects? Side effects you? were my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember when I was diagnosed and we're walking from the hospital, from his practice to the parking lot. And we, my mom just saw her friend and was telling her friend was what was happening and we're about to go pick up the medication. And a friend just walked up to me, held me and whispered to me and said, whatever you do, don't stop taking your medication. And... At the time, that didn't mean anything to me. I was like, obviously, I won't stop. I'll take them every day. I don't know why this is such a big deal. I know the pills are big, but I mean, I'm sure I can take them. But only once I started taking the medication that I understand. Because every single side effect that you read up on, I had. I was nauseous. I was dizzy. And the biggest side effect for me was the fact that my joints were extremely painful. I couldn't do anything. Taking a shower was a lot of work. Getting out of bed was a lot of work. And it was extremely painful for me. And the difficult part is the fact that every time I took the medication, every single morning I took the medication, I knew that I'm making my side effects worse. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> uh, 
have to eat before you take the medication. So I eat and then I know that once I take these pills, I'm going to be nauseous. So it was, it was a constant cycle every single day that you have to go through. And her words were ringing in my ear every single day. Whatever you do, don't stop taking the medication. Yeah. I'm actually glad that you, you, you kept that uh, mental um, decision. You made a decision that you won't take, you won't stop taking your medication. I think for me, just to jump in there, I, there was a point in my life where I was very like, no, this can't be me. I'm not. Yeah. And I, I for, for, for some time, I think for a good two yeah. months or month, I didn't take my medication. But it messed with mm. my mind because it's my, my health is more of the brain. So it just like yeah. was very, my brain was quite fuzzy and just like, what's happening? Why did you change? Like, what's going on? Yeah. But I think the encouragement of having to ensure that you, the reason why the medication is there is to help you through the process and not make mm. things difficult for you there. So, yeah. Um, my next question to you is, what challenges do you face or how did you overcome certain challenges that you came with, that came with having TB and also the stigma around TB on its own? How did you overcome yes. um, challenges as such? Because mm. I understand it's something that you mentally have to deal with, um, understanding, because people don't understand completely I think the moment you like uh, this diseases like or illnesses like TB, HIV, um, cancer, you know, big uh, stigmatized uh, illnesses, people tend to be like, oh, my goodness, it's the end of the world. <laughs> and yes. and they don't take the, the time to actually educate themselves and try to yes. put themselves in a position where they they kind of find a a better outcome for themselves. Yeah. How was that like yeah. and what are the challenges that you experienced for you there? So I'll start with your first question regarding the my own personal challenges. Like I said, for me, TB was, it was a mental challenge and it was also a physical challenge. And physically, I think I, I all the symptoms that I had, I was able to go back to hospital and they were able to treat my joints that were painful. Um, and I knew that every single day I have to take the medication. So physically, the medication was dealing with my physical challenges. Mm. That was fun. But mentally, that is a, a whole different journey that I had to go through. I had to make a decision to get myself mentally out of a dark space and mentally from a place of being a victim to a place of I am dealing with this thing and I am going to beat it. And uh, coming from a Christian perspective, the one thing that that helped me is is, is my relationship with God. Um, I have never felt so pursued by God as I have in those six months. Um, as much as there were times where I felt sorry for myself and I was questioning, you know, why is this happening to me? I had so many things that I wanted to do during that specific period of time. Couldn't TB happen six months later when those <laughs> things have already happened? But I... I I really felt that as out of control as my life felt, it was exactly where it needed to be. And God was in the steering, was, was, was handling the steering wheel and I wasn't in control anymore. So I definitely felt so pursued by him, just spending time with him more than anybody else and going to church. Um, I've been in the same church all my life. And, you know, sometimes you leave church and, by the time you hit the door, you've completely forgotten what the sermon was about because you're so familiar with everything. You know, sometimes your relationship with God becomes a bit, you become a bit too familiar with everything. 
And through this journey, every single Sunday, I kid you not, in the six months, every single Sunday, a pastor, the pastor preaching would say something and it would be like God is directly talking to me. And not just about TB. I think more than anything, God wasn't speaking to me about what I was, what I was currently going through. Mm. He was dealing with so many other areas of my life and healing so many other areas of my life that I'm so thankful for. And what I realized is that so many times we pray for healing. So I was praying, God, just heal me, you know, do some kind of miracle, like like take the TV away so that my story is miraculous. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I realized that my miracle was in taking the treatment. A miracle was in going through the journey. So many times we want the journey to go away because God is good when 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 the testimony is, you know, I went to the doctor and now there has there's no sign or no sign of, of, of the illness. And sometimes you going through your illness, you going through your disease, that is the miracle because there are so many people watching you go through it. And there are so many people looking at your strength and being inspired by it. And for me, I, I, I wouldn't change my journey for anything. Um, yeah. And then the second part where you were asking about the stigma, I will never judge someone who knows nothing about TB because I knew nothing about TB. Yes. Uh, when I was diagnosed and I saw it, that was literally the first time that it hit me mm-hmm. that I know absolutely. You know, I've, I've never had any interest in anything medical. So <laughs> there's that. And um, once I was diagnosed and I started telling my family and, and my friends, I realized the stigma that's around it. And because a lot of people hear that and, and they're already associated with death or worst case scenario, I had to take up the responsibility to say, yes, I've been diagnosed with this, but it's also my responsibility to educate people around me and that is why doing things like this is such a blessing for me because there will be someone listening and understanding that oh this is what tb is oh it is a curable disease it's very curable but why is it one of the leading causes of death then so then we need to go further and educate and find out why and and what is missing in our health system that so many people are dying from something that's that's curable yeah yeah you've said a mouthful I must say, <laughs> he really did. You've mentioned you've mentioned something. Um, um, you've mentioned uh, your belief uh, and being Christian, and I think that's something that I I applaud you on one hundred percent. And um, how God pursued you, and how you were continuously involving yourself to to have that encounter. Also, you know, but for someone that doesn't have. Someone who's listening, someone who might just, whatever the case may be, I, I, I'd like to believe definitely a lot of people will be listening. But for someone who doesn't have that belief or faith, how do they um, journey through having a, a medical condition or even TB itself? What are your words for them, for someone who does not have faith? Mm. It's... it's <laughs> kind of very difficult to to look at the world from that perspective but i think because the physical part will be taken care of with the medication right um you need to deal with your mental part and my only advice would be to speak words over your life that are life-giving don't speak death over your life don't speak defeat over your life no matter what you're feeling speak positive and life-giving words because words do have power and the more you 
you renew your mind, the more you strengthen your mind throughout this journey, you'll see that your body will eventually catch up. Yeah, because your words create your world. Exactly. That's, that's something I, I caught. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to dash out to hashtag 2020. And it hits. Okay. It hits with the bang of a pandemic. 2020 was just another year on its own. And I just don't want to look back at. But it was there. And um, national pandemic announced. And COVID-19. It's there. And a lot of scientific information was given, especially now understanding that we, for, for people with chronic illnesses, they are much of high risk, you know, and having that information and knowing that you were survivor for it or you recovered from it. Um, what, how did that play a part in you having to receive that information and having, you know, to double caution yourself? How, how did it affect you having to receive those news as um okay. as something that you need to now be aware of and isolate and you know no touching no 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 this no that um yes. how did that affect you so when the pandemic hit it was only what two three months after i finished my tb medication um and i knew that i was very vulnerable i was one of the people who had comorbidities mm -hmm. um so I, I would be lying if I if I didn't if I said that I had no fear. The first emotion that I felt when I was educating myself about COVID was fear and panic mm. because I was reading I, because I knew that I needed to be extra cautious more than the, the, the everyday man on the street. Mm. Um, that that's the first emotion that I felt, and that caused me to really go into a little cocoon i would say mm. so just isolating at my flat alone i also isolated from my friends and family um which you shouldn't be doing during a pandemic you should definitely be if a call once or twice a day if you can but i really went into just wanting to be alone at the time because i thought you know i've just beaten this thing and I was about to start my life again. Like I said, there were so many things that I wanted to do in 2019. So I thought, you know, 2020 is my chance to actually do these things. And now we're in a pandemic. Um, so I had to isolate really and, and, and get myself mentally into a better space. And that's again, just spending time with God, um, immersing myself in his presence and him filling me again with his spirit because his spirit does have, doesn't have any fear. There's no fear in God. Um, there's no fear when you spend time with the Holy Spirit. And I had to just do that for myself. Yeah. No, that's, your story is quite amazing, actually. And, and, and that being amazing, it came out to News 24. So <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had that, that, that button that goes, that claps hands for, for someone. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Uh, <laughs> so your story was, uh, was published on News 24. Uh, and uh, a lot of people obviously now were known to what had happened or um, mm. people who didn't know um, had um, an idea. How did you feel now that your story was like out here, out there in the country? Yes. So I, like I said, when I was diagnosed, I made a conscious decision that this is not something that I'll ever keep private. I'll never be ashamed of the fact that I had TB. It's, I, I actually want to intentionally make sure that I let people know around me and educate them about it because you never know 
um, who your story might touch. So I started, the minute I joined a TB organization, after I was diagnosed, I had already started sharing my TB journey then. Um, so by the time News 24 came up and being able to share my story there, um, I knew that it was just a bigger audience. And I was just praying that it would touch more people and encourage more people, which it did. Sometimes you, you're so scared of, of the scary or the, or, or the dark parts of your journey and of your life because you think that people are only inspired by the good parts. But what this showed me is that people are actually more inspired by me sharing the struggles, by me sharing honestly how life is that there are downs there are very down downs in life yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and that inspired quite a lot of people and i'm very humbled by it very very humbled yeah that's beautiful that's great um so we've literally kind of wrapped up today's uh session but before we literally close it out i would like that you you've said a lot and i think it's a lot of encouraging words and a lot of um you know um taking home words that one will will stick with and stay with. And I really hope and trust that it will influence another person listening for our audience and anyone who stumbles upon your voice. I, I really hope and pray that they will also um, get, get touched. But before we uh, sign off, um, what are your words to people going through it um, in this time, through this pandemic, on another wave, um as well third wave we're in what what are your encouragement words or encouraging words to them um in this time and in this age so that's a it's a very difficult one because there's so much that i would like to say to someone going through this journey but i think it's i would say that it's it's so important that you remember that you are more than what you're currently going through and you are going to beat it in the end. Um, like I said, it can be a very lonely and a very dark journey sometimes, but I, I hope that when you're listening to this, whatever you're going through, that you remember that this is happening and it's part of your journey, but it isn't your whole journey. This is not going to define who you are. You are so much more than what you're currently going through, but you just need to remember that you are going to beat it and you're going to come out victorious in the end. Just remind yourself that and know that there are so many people that are praying for you and rooting for you. I know I really make it a, a point in my prayer life to pray for people going through illnesses, specifically TB, because that's something that I went through. And just know that there are probably so many people like me praying for you, that you're not alone, even though you might feel alone sometimes. And just that you're, a vic you're not a victim. You will beat this and you will rewrite your whole story. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lerato, um, for your kind words and encouragement. And for our audience, do follow us on Instagram. Do better, be better. That's what we're about. Hear me out, podcast. Like, share. We are yet to subscribe. So um, thank you for listening and um, we'll see you on the other side.